everybody. Ben Nelson here, the Everyday Real Estate Investor. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, again, here on the Real Estate Investor Podcast, the Everyday Real Estate Investor Podcast, we talk about mindset strategies, tips and tricks, uh, things like that to be able to start investing or scale your investing, uh, especially focused on those that are busy with other things, busy professionals, uh, busy family people, uh, you know, that have a lot of family stuff going on. Maybe you're raising your kids, but you still want to invest in real estate. Uh, maybe you have a professional career that you really love and spend a lot of time on. Uh, you don't want to leave that. Um, or maybe you have a W-2 that you do want to leave and and that's eventually your goal, but, uh, but you have to get started uh, part-time uh, before you're able to do that. So uh, that's our focus. We talk about ways to do that. We talk about um, and, and we talk to people that have done that or are doing that and finding success in, in doing that so that you can take those same things and, and do it in your own life. So uh, if you want to be involved in real estate and get involved in the real estate investing game or scale your current business, uh, but are trying to figure out ways to do that in your busy schedule, you found the right place. Uh, this is where we do that and, and talk about how to do that. So uh, stay tuned for more, uh, you know, as I continue to build this and uh, form a community, uh, like-minded people and people kind of on the same journey, uh, I'll be continuing to add, uh, you know, community things, ways to connect, uh, tools to download, all those things. So that's all in the works, um, you know, one thing at a time, but uh, stay tuned for that stuff. So today, I wanted to jump into uh, real estate returns and how uh, how to look just just as a at a twenty thousand foot view. We're not going to get into like super specific numbers today, uh, but just a general idea of what real estate returns are, what to be looking at for real estate returns. Because a lot of times you hear, you know, you, you get comparisons of. Uh, you know, the stock market versus real estate. Now, over the last couple of years, um, real estate's seen huge uh, appreciation. So, um, you know, you don't get the same, uh, you know, real estate it has lower returns than the stock market kind of arguments, uh, at least lately. Um, you know, in the past, you, you get that argument, hey, the stock market makes, on average, I think it's, you know, 12 to 14% annually, and, and real estate's historically been uh, you know, five, six percent, you know, the last, again, the last couple of years, depending on what market you're in, but a lot of the main major markets have, have seen uh, well above that amount. But um, the reason why you, this is important is because you can't just look at one piece of your uh, returns and then use that to, uh, to compare to something else. So number one, whenever you're looking at investor uh, options, what you want to invest your money in, you always want to do compared to what, what are your other investment options? And so that way you can make the best decision. So that starts with what we talked about a few weeks uh, back with what are you really after in your, in your uh, real estate investment, you know, cash flow appreciation, uh, those sorts of things. Um, so you got to start there. You have to start with looking at your risk tolerance. All of that stuff is important to look at. Uh, before you just jump into an investment. Um, and then you got to compare your options, right? So stock market, um, you know, bonds, uh, real estate, uh, oil and gas, uh, investing in a business, there's all sorts of things that you can invest in. Uh, but but you have so you have to compare those and what are the benefits? What are the drawbacks to those those things? And then what are the returns that you can get? So again, kind of looking at the real estate versus stock market thing, um, you, you can't just take the average in, you know, the average annual returns and just, you know, take one versus the other. And going back to, a, I don't remember if it was on a podcast uh, or one of my other videos that I did recently, but um, you know, I mentioned that there is no the real estate market. I mean, it, and really fair, to be fair, there's really no the stock market. People talk about the stock market and 
they're talking in general terms, you know, the, the, the big indexes, the Dow Jones, um, you know, the S&P 500, those things. And, and same thing with real estate. People talk about real estate here on the news. It's real estate on a national level, right? So, um, but you have to remember that real estate's very local. Um, you know, the stock market has individual stocks that are gonna do better than other individual stocks. Uh, just like that, you know, real estate has individual markets that are gonna do better than some, and, and there's gonna be some that are not gonna do as well. So you can't just take the real estate market and say what's going on in the real estate market. Now, there are things that on a national or global level affect the entire real estate market. That is for sure is true. Um, so you do have to look at that. Um, you know, lending and, and all of that stuff, what's going on in the economy. Uh, but you also really have to dial down into your, your local market um, and your local, you know, what are you invested in? Is it single family homes, multifamily, industrial? All of these have different markets within them. So, um, but anyway, you can get back to returns. Um, again, you can't just look at one piece of it, right? You can't just look at appreciation. You can't just look at one piece and compare it to like the stock market. So we're gonna break this down. <clears throat> There's gonna be a quick uh, breakdown without a lot of numbers, but just to kind of give you an idea of what things you should be looking at um, when you're trying to figure out your real estate return so you can make a fair comparison of what you're actually able to do. So uh, I call this, so this is a four pieces to real estate return. So you wanna be looking at your total return, not just like your cash flow or your appreciation or, or that. You gotta look at the whole thing. So the first thing is, uh, cash flow. So um, not all properties cash flow, especially if you're doing like a value add, if you're doing something that you're, you're repositioning an asset, you're, you're, uh, you know, doing a fixer that is going to get more rents later, or it's a multifamily building that's maybe partially vacant. So it might, it might not cash flow at first, but cash flow, you should, in my opinion, uh, from a long term perspective, I, I would never go into something personally, uh, and that's a personal investment philosophy thing, but I would I would never go into something or necessarily advise somebody to go into something that, that is taking money out of your pocket uh, on a monthly basis. If it's a short-term thing because you're, you're making some changes and eventually it's going to ca be cash flow positive, um, that's fine. That's a strategic thing that you're making that decision, but um, to, to feed something and have a negative return uh, and and be hoping that you can make more money later because of appreciation or something like that. Uh, it, to me, it's more speculation and, and not investment. Um, not only that, uh, you know, your, your cash flow is how you control the property. So if you're feeding it every month, then uh, you, you can a lot more easily lose control of that property because you can lose control of the debt. So, uh, but anyway, the, the cash flow is one piece of it, right? So you're looking at your how, how much are you bringing in uh, versus how much you invested in it. So say you bought a property, you put $30,000 down uh, on an annual basis after debt service and all your expenses and everything, you're bringing in $3,000 a month. That's just for you know simplicity. Uh, that's a 10% return, right? $3,000, you invested uh, $30,000, so that's a 10% return. So that's one piece of the puzzle. Uh, the next piece to look at is, we mentioned it earlier, appreciation. So um, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but, uh, you know, obviously we had uh, the, the 2008, you know, 2010 range where, where the market uh, took a huge turn down. Um, and so that can happen. Um, historically, real estate has gone up and there's reasons for that. Um, it all it all has. There's a lot of factors with financing and availability of capital and all of that stuff. But we're in an inflationary environment. 
And generally speaking, in an inflationary environment, and if you've been paying attention to the news at all, you've, you've that's a hot button item right now. Um, with, you know, rate inflation's been in the seven seven and a half percent range. Um, so most of the time, when you have inflation, it does uh, increase the value, quote unquote, of of assets because um, it takes more dollars to buy that same asset because the dollars are becoming worth less and less. So. Um, it's a hedge against inflation, and therefore, you, um, if it takes more bo- more dollars to buy the same asset, then you're going to see that uh, increase in price. Uh, so that's one thing in your. And again, you're not saying that real estate will always. There's always cycles in real estate, um, and, and again, you got to look at local versus just national. But um, but appreciation is one thing. So if you're look, you know, if you're making ten percent on that cash flow, if it's appreciating five percent, there's another. Uh, a piece of the puzzle right there. And I'll get back to the appreciation piece in a second because there's another piece of that you got to look at. But um, the next part, assuming you're using finance, financing, if you're getting a loan, is uh, amortization. So if you get a loan, it's on an amortization schedule, which means that you have a certain set amount of time that you are paying this loan off. A lot of times it's 30 years. And you are paying, and with every payment, you're paying a little bit of interest and you're paying a little bit of principal. Um, well, that's at first, you're paying a lot of interest uh, and, and a little bit of principal. And then as you go, you pay uh, more and more principal and less and less interest. That's how they're, they're structured. But um, but the bottom line is you're every month you're paying that down and you're getting additional equity with that, that payment. And um, if it's income property, you're not even the one investing in that, right? So someone else, a tenant, whether that's a you know, a, a single family home and someone's living in it or it's retail or office or something like that and you're renting it out to a, uh, you know, in that way for that use, uh, someone else is working or running a business or something and and when they pay you that rent, you're paying down the loan and you're, get, you're getting that uh, extra equity every month. And so that needs to be calculated in your return, right? If you pay down on that first example, you know, another $3,000 on your loan that first year, that's another... $3,000 added to that $3,000 of cash flow. And so that increases your return. Now it's not a 10% return, it's a 20% return. You've got $3,000 in cash flow, $3,000 in, in amortization, you know, debt paid down, more equity. And so that's calculated in, in as well. And so then, you know, go back to the appreciation thing. If you just take the actual appreciation, well, I, I want to, ju- I don't want to jump ahead to that uh, quite yet. I'm going to, I'm going to get to that later because I want to, I want to touch even more on leverage and the power of leverage. But, um, so cash flow, appreciation, amortization. The fourth thing is, is, uh, depreciation, um, or tax benefits. Depreciation is a specific portion of, um, of the tax code and is a great tax benefit. Now I am not a CPA or tax advisor. Uh, you definitely need to talk to a qualified professional and just make sure that you are able to take advantage of those benefits and, and know those things uh, going into it. Uh, but there is a lot of tax advantages to owning real estate. And, and there's a lot of times you can take uh, a paper loss. So it, you're not really experiencing the loss, but you can uh, use that to uh, offset some of your other income and not have to pay tax, pay taxes on that. So um, very powerful uh, a great way to, uh, to, to really, you're not taking a loss, but you were able to deduct the loss on your taxes and, and save, um, on your income taxes. Um, so we'll get into that maybe down the road. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, qualified to have that, uh, that conversation myself. I'll bring on an expert to talk about that so we can, 
uh, really dive into some of those benefits and and how it, how you can tap into those because they're, it's a huge tool. It's a great way to increase uh, your returns. Now, I will say that you don't want to buy something only for the tax benefits. That's um, that's not a reason to buy something the the because the tax code changes all the time. So if something only makes sense because of the tax breaks that you're getting. Um, if the tax code changes now, now you have something that doesn't make sense and um, and it could be a, 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 an asset that's not producing what it's supposed to be for you. So that should always be an add-on benefit, not the reason to buy something. So, uh, But it's still something that you, you can uh, calculate into your total returns. Um, now, jumping back to leverage, uh, just really quick, and we'll talk again, again, this is another topic we'll talk about more in depth down the road, but... Um, I'm a leverage guy. Like you have to, you have to use leverage properly. You have to use it in the right way. People are, are, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about debt negatively. You know, there's, there's guys like Dave Ramsey out there, you know, preaching about paying off all of your debt and all that stuff. And, and, you know, for some people that's, that's fine. I'm not like dissing Dave Ramsey or that program or whatever, because I mean, he's helped a ton of people get out of debt and everything, but um, there's a right way and a wrong way to use debt. We're in a society built on debt, um, and it, it's it's how our our uh, society works. It's just it's just how it works. And I, I wish I could remember who said it, but it was on a uh, another podcast um, that I was listening to. This was quite some time back. It was on the Real Estate Guys Radio podcast, and and they had a guest speaker on, and and it's just I can't remember who it was offhand, but. Uh, he said that we are not really a capitalist society anymore. We're a, we're we're built, we're accreditism. It's not capitalism because capitalism is saving and then investing. We're we're accreditism basically. We're built on credit, get credit and and then buy. So our society is different. It's hard to function without leverage, without buying. Uh, so it's something you have to get your mindset around, especially if you've been told debt is bad um, and don't get debt. Now some debt is bad. Um, bad debt is bad. If it's not producing for you, if it's, if it's taking money out of your pocket every month, if you're having to feed that and, and uh, pay interest on it and it's not doing anything for you, that's, that's bad. So I, I like to refer to debt as it's very similar to a tool, like a chainsaw, right? If you use a chainsaw properly, uh, it's great. You can cut through, you know, tree branches, you can cut down trees, you can do, do work in, in a much shorter amount of time than if you use like a handsaw or, uh, or something like that. But if you use it improperly, uh, you could cut your arm off, right? So you, you have to use it properly um, and, and, and use it in the right way um, and, re- and responsibly. And then it's a great tool and it can do a lot for you. And so um, just as a quick example, and this is where, uh, you know, again, going back to the stock market versus real estate thing, when, when people are just looking at appreciation versus, uh, versus the stock market, um, if you buy, I mean, most people buy real estate with, uh, with leverage, with a loan. So if you were to say, just take a, that average 5% uh, real estate return, if you're going to take a really conservative return, like with, with appreciation, uh, if you ha- have bought that property, so say it was a $400,000 property and you put uh, 10% down, okay, uh, that's $40,000 that you put as a down payment. Now, if the market appreciates, Five percent, you get that five percent return on the entire value of the property, right? So you get a five. Your the five percent appreciation is on the four hundred thousand dollars. So that five hundred or that uh, that four hundred thousand dollar property is now worth four hundred 
and $20,000. Well, you only put $40,000 down. So your your return's not the $20,000 against the $400,000 property. That's the appreciation amount. But your return is based on your investment in the property. So if you've only put $20,000 down, uh, I'm sorry, $40,000 down and, and you gain $20,000 in appreciation, that's not a 5% return. That's a 50% return on your investment. Um, so that's the power of leverage is that it can really magnify your returns because you're, you're getting appreciation. That appreciation is on the entire asset, not just on the amount that you have invested into it. Now, the flip side of that is, uh, you know, if you have 10% down and the market goes down 10%, yeah, if it goes up 10%, great, you made a 100% return. If, you, if it goes down 10%, you've lost your entire investment, right? But the thing is, is you still, if you buy right, even in that scenario, you still own an asset, you still are getting it paid off by someone else, and you are still uh, getting the tax benefits, and you're still getting the cash flow. So think long term, you know, especially as people are questioning where we're at in the market. Um, you know, if there was a dip, um, if you're investing for the long term, as long as you buy right, and as long as you buy something that cash flows, and is going to give you those other benefits, and you can hold on to long term, uh, the market's going to come back uh, at some point, and you're going to get that appreciation. Uh, it may take a little bit longer than your initial plan, but it but it will happen, and you're going to get continue to get those other benefits in the meantime. So, um, those are the four the four main things to be looking at for your total return when you're looking at real estate investment options. So hopefully that's helpful to you guys. Uh, I do have a report that I put together that uh, that kind of goes a little bit more detail on on these and gives some examples and that sort of, and that sort of thing. So if you go to uh, the everyday real estate investor .net. Um, I don't have a full website built out yet, but it will go to my podcast page on my personal website. And then from there, there's a resources tab where you can uh, get that report and download that and, and read a little bit further. So if you want to get a little bit more information on uh, on how these things work and some examples and that sort of thing, go to the everyday real estate investor .net and go to the resources tab and uh, there should be a spot there to download uh, the report for the four pieces to real estate return. Uh, so until next time, thanks again for listening. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to dive deeper into these specific topics. I've got some great guests coming up. We're going to talk about uh, some great strategies to get started in real estate, some ways to leverage uh, your current business and scale that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the market and what's going on in the market and, and uh, you know, the finance world and, and all that stuff, because there's a lot going on right now. So don't miss out. Uh, keep tuning in. Let everybody else know about the, the podcast so we can we can continue this journey forward together. We can build the community and we can all help each other to succeed. Uh, until next time, Ben Nelson, the Everyday Real Estate Investor, signing out.